This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to a fun week where we discuss in the Q&A podcast, cults. Cue music. With me in the studio today (laughs) is Pastor Craig Jarvis. And uh, Craig, thanks for coming back again. Appreciate it. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me in. It is a joy. All right. So here's the question. I'm not a cultic leader, by the way. I was thinking, why why would you have me in for this one? Because I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. Nor so, have I been involved in a cult. Really? No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> the BGC? No. Come on. GRBC. GRBC. Garb. Sorry. I can't we're remember. We're going to edit all of this out. No, we're not. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. In case this stays in and it does not get edited out. Edit, 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 cut, cut, cut. No. All right, so here's the question. It's simple. What is a cult? A cult is anything that is authoritative, exclusive, and uh, dedicated to a singular mindset. Like Christianity? Exactly. Well, that is why, (laughs) that is why some people... I was like, I feel like you just described the gospel. Well, I don't think, to be transparent, I don't think we're too far away from Christianity being described as a cult. Uh, Especially if those are the terms that describe a cult. Up to this point in civilized history, Christianity has never been described as a cult because it's been seen by the majority as the... The standard. As the standard, right? The truth. I mean, it is what a lot of different cultures particularly the American culture, is even based on the judicial system, their human system of government, has been based on all this Judaic ethics kind of thing. But there are cults, we would define them this way, because uh, they're secretive, they're exclusive, they are devoted to an authoritarian group or figure. And unlike those things, Christianity differs in that it is not exclusive, it is not secretive, and it is not devoted to a singular authoritarian figure. Mm. There's no one person that has all of the authority of God. Not even the Pope has the complete authority of God. He's even seen as a fallen individual, uh, although we would disagree with um, his ability to speak from the chair or have the mouthpiece of God at times. And he would wear the mantle of God more than the Bible would give us permission for that to to happen. In fact, we are all, according to scripture, we're all called priests. If we know Christ is our savior, we have the ability to go through God, through Jesus Christ. I mean, there's all kinds of different Mm -hmm. cults create barriers for people. Exactly. And the Pope is a barrier. So, um, I would disagree with the the Catholic tradition, uh, on more than one reason, but that is where I would disagree with them in this topic of cults, because they look at this one individual and they run this risk of him being the paramount person that would carry the authority of God himself. Mm -hmm. We don't have anyone like that. Jesus never espoused that in Christianity. Mm -hmm. He diversified the authority among his disciples, sending them out 700, then by 12, then they turn the world upside down. And not even the pastor of a church has that kind of authority. We are not an exclusive group. We are an inclusive group. You don't have to be a certain color, background, ethnic group. Jesus said there's no Jews, Greeks, males, females. We don't exclusify. We diversify. Anybody is welcome into this. Jesus said, I've not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. This is open to everybody. So we are not exclusive. We are not secretive. Uh, In fact, we are opposite from that. Mm. We make the gospel known to as many people as we possibly can. And we are absolutely unashamed of that. The gospel is what saves people. And we make that plain and clear every day. 
I like what you said about the authoritarian figure because um, when evangelical church leaders get too big of a deal and their faces and yep. names get pumped everywhere, people look at that and like it feels sort of like a cult. But the reason intuitively people say that is because there's something about cults where there is a personality. Exactly. That generally is is becoming too important. I literally was just doing a search on my computer for cult because, I mean, you know, our computers, we have years of teaching and aggregate mm-hmm. stuff. So I found this little document on cults. Very simple. What is a cult? They diminish scripture and elevate other writings. Mm-hmm. So this is from a Christian perspective. What is a cult, right? So as a Christian, as I look at the world, so scripture gets diminished, other writings get elevated. You think of Mormons, uh, the Pearl of Great Price, the mm-hmm. Book of Mormon, et cetera. So they add to the gospel things like in order to be forgiven, you have to do X, Y, and Z, or um, forgiveness happens through sacraments. Now you have to be baptized and take communion. And as you take them, this uh, is the process by which you are forgiven. Anytime you add something to the gospel, any kind of work for forgiveness, like those are hallmarks of a cult. You become a cult as soon as you add works to salvation, period. Mm -hmm. Uh, You become a perversion of the true version, which at the end of the day, to be a cult is a perversion of something that is pure to the point where it no longer can be pure. Mm-hmm. It's impure. It's ineffective. It's impotent. The The cult is a perversion of the good thing. If the good thing is Christianity, anything that adds works would put it into the cult category. Here's one that I think is interesting, and this is where Christians got to be really careful. They emphasize theological concepts over scripture. This is a great way to manipulate people. So for example, I'm going to, if we can just humor me for a moment and leave the cult language for a moment. I'll give you an example in in Christendom where this is kind of a scary subject. I grew up Presbyterian, right? So love my Presbyterian heritage. I'm not an infant pedo-baptist. But it's funny because you can never find infant baptism in scripture. You have to build theological constructs or you go to like more of a Lutheran background, right? Uh, again, a lot of Lutherans love Jesus going to heaven, et cetera. No, not here to pick a fight with Lutherans. And Presbyterians. And Presbyterians, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I hope so, because my kids go to a Presbyterian school, so <laughs> hopefully. But, you know, Lutherans, you know, in, in terms of their view of communion, it's consubstantiation, that, that uh, God is in through and under the elements. Mm-hmm. And you can't get there from reading the Scripture. The Scripture gives no clue to that. You have to build these theological constructs. And it's interesting how in evangelicalism, there are many, we'll say, denominational distinctives that are not rooted in an actual text of scripture, but they're developed by theological constructs. If this, then this, and if this, then that, and if that, then this. And at the end of the day, the conclusion you get to is like completely removed from any actual core text. You know, and that's, that is a reality that in Christendom, we have to be really careful of, but cults take this to a brand new level. They're able to produce um, theological and logical conclusions that by the end of their logical long division equation, it has no bearing to Scripture. Some cults won't build on Scriptures. When we talk Scripture, we're meaning the Bible. The Bible, yeah, actually, yeah. In Christianity, let me just highlight before you move on to the next point. Everybody has the ability to read Scripture and have the Holy Spirit lead them through what they read. This is the Protestant Reformation. This Mm -hmm. is what we celebrate, is the fact that the Holy Spirit works in each one of us to communicate the truth of God through his word to our lives. And so that's a big distinction as to why Christianity is not a cult. Nobody in our church relies on me to tell them what God says. They can read that for themselves. Now, they might need clarification once in a while. They might have questions, but that's why we're teachers. And if they disagree with me, I don't condemn them or kick them out. We we choose to disagree and, and we move on, unless it's a major topic like the deity of Christ. Yep. which has a hinge on whether you're not whether you're saved or not saved whether okay. you've been rescued I heard from your not, sins but whether not you, saved <laughs> whether you're saved yeah. or not saved Good. you have 
have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. First John 5 is clear. Actually, First John 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 are all clear on the fact that if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you're calling God the Father a liar. So mm. just go to Scripture, and that's one of the big distinctions as to why yep. we are not cultic. Yep. Another aspect of a cult is they hyper-centralize that which the New Testament does not. So they'll put such a focus on this really non-important thing. You can only read the King James Version. Well, you know, if you're, if, oh, shoot, did I just upset somebody? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people will think it's got to be King Jimmy or it's it doesn't count. It's not an accident that most Christian cults, though, are are King James only. Yeah. There's a weird exclusive focus and, and emphasis that happens. And you you got to be baptized this way. And if you walk down that road far enough, those folks, and this has been my experience, those yeah. folks that are King James only, and and I love them in the Lord. I yep. love them in the Lord. But if they if they stop there and they're not willing to grow, expand their mindset as to why that's not true, mm. they will begin to become exclusive. They will become yep. secretive. They will remove themselves from the body of Christ because nobody's as right as they are. Yep. That is where the cults begin the process, being a cult. The primary connection with God and interaction with God is through a person um, rather than through Jesus, mm. uh, through some charismatic leader, et cetera. Yeah. The cults typically emerge out of some leader perverting scripture, building ideas, persuading people with charisma, et cetera. Uh, but what we have to know is that a cult is simply a perversion of the good, true, normal, right gospel. And when somebody perverts the gospel to the point where it no longer becomes gospel— then that is where cult begins. It's not the gospel. Yeah. Unfortunately, cult has this cultural baggage, which is if you're a cult, then you must be a part of some weird, crazy group. Which it could be that. Which it could be, and sometimes it's not. But it always has those characteristics. You have an authoritarian figure that mm-hmm. is followed. You have secrecy that no one can penetrate. Mm-hmm. And you have this innate authoritarian complex where you must follow this, this certain standard of rules that is or is not based on scripture. Yep. Come back tomorrow. We'll answer the question, why do some people perceive Christianity as a cult? Mm -hmm.